0: Welcome to Seen and Solve, presented by Hubbard Hall. My name is Tim Pennington, I'm the editor of Finishing and Coding, and today we're gonna be speaking with Fernando Carminoli from Hubbard Hall. And our topic today is gonna be uh, kind of a two things in one, cleaning and heat treating. We're gonna be talking about that. But first, Fernando, thanks for joining us today.
1: All right, hey team, thank you for having me. Great opportunity to talk about cleaning. I'm Tim Pennington and you're listening to Seen and Solve. Brought to you by Hubbard
0: Hall, better results, less chemistry. You've been out on the road a lot. I think you've been at a couple trade shows and visiting customers and, and doing a lot. I've been pretty busy the last couple weeks, months, I guess. Or
1: yeah, yeah. I cannot count how many shows we did so far <laughs> this year. Uh, one specific for for heat treat, uh, yeah, and uh, others all related with surface finishing. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're uh, all the time on customers, uh, distributors, all the the end users supporting, Yep.
0: Yeah, I think I met you maybe 10 12 years ago, I remember, right? How long have
1: you been in the in this industry? So, I've been in this industry for 19 years already. 19. Wow. Okay. Yeah, 19. So I started in another country. I started in Brazil. I moved to US. Uh, this year going to be 10 years. Right. And uh, always on the surface finishing, all related with uh, electroplating. Right. But after that, more training to cleaning, all different kinds of cleaning. On the beginning, more uh, related on the ACOS cleaner, washers, uh, spray, ultrasonic. And uh, also now with Hobart Hall, both initiatives with ACOS and solvents, right? Yeah, you know you can't play unless you
0: clean. That's that's the thing. You got to get the first part right, or you're not going to be very good at the second part,
1: right? I mean, that's it's something people. A lot of people learn the hard way, right? There we go. There we go. First <laughs> come first. Cleaning, cleaning. Uh, Would we'll say this is the most important step, not because it's only the the first one. But uh, if you screw the the cleaning, all the process will be will be uh, bad quality. We used to say cleaners could be cheap, but if you have a bad cleaning, this is for sure going to be expensive.
0: That's our quote. That's correct, right? Because you're you're talking um, uh, rework, you're talking rejects, you're talking a lot of things that. Uh, uh, that, that can happen uh, very costly, very, very costly. And plus, you know, not just the, the rework part, but you, you're probably running the risk of losing a customer, uh, a plating shop could, if they're going to be not doing, take, really putting the time and effort learning how to do the cleaning uh, right. And I've often felt it's, it's doing it right is, it, yeah, it's difficult, but it's very methodical and you just have to stick with it and do it the right way, correct? I mean, that's what I've often seen.
1: Yeah, yeah, if you if you do correctly on the first time, that that is how you're going to save, how you're going to uh, reduce your costs, how you're going to reduce your footprint, reduce your rejects, reduce your waste, you know, be, be a greener company on this way, making the the good things on the first time. That's that's no doubt. Right. Yeah, that's that's definitely the truth. So let's talk about Cleaning as it
0: related to heat treating, right? Uh, so why is cleaning important in, in the heat treating process? I'm, similar, I'm assuming it's very similar to plating, but explain to us why that is.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a little bit different. I, I would say uh, we can cleaning very different uh, um, kind of um, uh, process, but cleaning before heat treat, I would say before and after heat treat, it's very important. Mm-hmm. You know, team. Uh, uh, first of all, I would like to explain what is heat treat for the body. Uh, heat treat, it's, it's a thermal process that uses uh, use it on the metallic parts that uh, you, by, by having the heat, you change the microstructure on the parts, mm-hmm. and that will be to impact on the properties on the part. That could be on the steel, it could be on the on the other metals, could be on the alloys, and that that will be for extended the shelf life to be or to be harder or to be more ductile, or you know, it will impact on the metal properties. That's why. So normally when we're talking about heat treat, that's the heat you go and you're having the part, it probably came from a stamp or machinery or bending or you know b- the one step before that parts came dirty I, I will make really simple and then go to the heat the part will be heated and then we'll normally sit it on the quench normally oil based and uh, on the another process is a tempering which the part is submitted on the other temperature and hold for one time and that could be various different process of uh, heat treats so that's a lot of spots that cleaning is uh, crucial. Right, It could be before the heat treat, it could be uh, after quenching, before tempering, it could be only a rust preventative after the depends where the part will will end it up but uh, those processes are very important. Right and and like you said, it could be very. It could be cutting fluids. It could
0: be release agents from the stamping, right? It could be a, a lot of different things, right?
1: And and they all have to come off. E- exactly, exactly. We made a study on the market and uh, related cleaning with heat treat. Uh, this is how the cleaning is. Uh, uh, it's uh, it was being made. Fifty percent is made on the ACOS cleaner. Hmm. I think that a quarter, like twenty-five percent, on the solvents, like uh, open-top solvents, mm-hmm. because there is also a problem if you mix it up uh, products that's flammable with the 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 heat treat with the the furnaces. Yeah. So, but they change it a lot. Right. So fifty percent equals. about that solvent open-top machine. Yeah, and I would say 15% it's uh, the new model, I would say, on the last maybe 10 years, it's uh, applied on the vacuum cleaning machines. Mm. And about 10% don't clean at all. It's (laughs) just uh, go and drag the- Well, the heat's good enough. The heat'll kill it,
0: right? They think it's food, right? uh, you know, it's the hand. Well, does the heat will kill it, right?
1: But it doesn't, right? Yeah, actually, actually, the furnace is a good cleaner because everything that goes on the if you if you don't clean well, it will it will burn off on the on the furnace. But it will bring some uh, detriment. You will increase the you will decrease the shelf life of the the furnace actually, and increase the the maintenance. That's that's one problem. And you're talking about what kind of uh, products that we need to clean. What should be on the parts? So when you when you talk about heat treat, parts that are going to be cleaned, what do you have to think about it? So first, all the cooling fluids, all the petroleum based products, right? Uh, it comes with a corrosion nipters as well, some rust preventatives. It could be, you could remove a metallic uh, layer before heat treat. It could be a like a parts, parts that came from phosphate. Mm. from from drawing or from uh, 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 like tubing that you have the phosphate on the deformation. So uh, you need to remove before heat treat. Uh, and al- also deep drawing compounds, the, the lubricants, those are mostly those products you need to remove before you start the heat treat treatment.
0: So, but now you mentioned cleaning before and after heat treating, right? So th- that is a step, and and so which one do you r- recommend? Or, or
1: no, actually, actually both of them they're really important because if you follow the process. So let's say parts that came from a stamping, or or a fastener that being produced for, with a thread, and then you need to remove the oil before go to the the furnace. Right. Mm-hmm. So you go. You have the first uh, heating on the material, and then you need to remove the oil, and then it goes to the, the heat treat. You have the temperature elevated, uh, let's say three four hundred de- degrees, and then it goes for the quenching, and then the temperature goes down, and then most of the time you need to clean this quenching before go to the tempering. Okay, so two different situations. One it's before the heat treat, and another one it's after the, the quenching. Uh, both of them, they're important. Now depends on the part, because there's different specification from, from the end users. Uh, we can talk of different parts. Like, for, for example, if we're talking about parts that being, normally what parts suffering heat treat? Mm-hmm. So we can talk about axles, bearings, camshaft, can casings, clutches, uh, fasteners, uh, coils, gears, all those parts, and could be used in different ending, could be uh, used on the on the aerospace, for example, or could be used in, uh, in an automotive, could be used for uh, automation. So it very depends what what the customers specify cleaning. Right, uh, you know, let me ask you,
0: those who don't do it right and say the, par- the parts haven't been cleaned right, um, and, and then they're, they're, you know, heat treated or, or tempered, what are some of the most common problems that, that, that happen? So how can you tell that this hasn't been cleaned properly? What are, those,
1: what are the signs? Let's, let's put it in this way. If you don't clean well, what's gonna, what gonna happen? First of all, that we, it, that is the most critical. You have if you have a, a heat treat, you need you change the structure of the, the the material, and you need like uniform structure all over the part. So one challenge is if you left, for example, oil behind, and it goes to the heat treat, and then that spot could could be a soft spot. It could be one hardness. hardness different than the, most of the part. And that ca- can cause fail on the part, for example. That is one uh, uh, very common problem on the, on, the, on the heat treat. Another problem is if you don't clean well, it could be static, like like the cosmetic. The part doesn't look good. It's not like a, a uniform light gray, for example, for steel or stainless steel. You see that the part will be more uh, looks like burning, or when you burn the oil on on, on top of the right the, the steel. Uh, that this is another problem. Maybe the final customer they don't don't want this kind of uh, looking. Right, especially like I said, if the if the
0: oil or or the the cutting fluids, whatever, were on one particular area of the part, right? i mean, sure it's going to. It's going to heat treat differently because there's something there that's reacting with the
1: material. Especially, especially, let's say, if we're talking about blind holes, that's, that's, that's not easy to clean. Or if, if you have parts, if you have a big load, the parts will be touching each other. That also could be a problem. So that's why you have to think on the right way how to clean the part. Because if you choose the wrong cleaner, it could it could be a problem. I was going to say, you mentioned you could deteriorate the furnace quicker, right? If you're introducing these contaminants on the parts, right? So there are two kinds of, of furnaces that we have to think on the market. Uh, the atmospheric, which is the most common that we see, so that they have the air, they flame, have the, all the fire to heat it up, the, the, the environment. And there is another kind that is a vacuum furnace. This kind of vacuum furnace works differently. That's, of course, that pricing, it's of the equipment is different, and uh, you need a way uh, more refined cleaning when we're talking about vacuum uh, furnaces. Uh, but backing, backing, for example, for the atmospheric, if we if we drag. Let's say that you have your your cleaner. Uh, they're saturated. They're not cl- doing the job well. In some point, you make up, you use for two, two months, and uh, you start to not clean well parts or dragging oil on the, the blind holes, for example, and you're dragging this oil to the furnace. That's, that's really common, actually. First of all, we'll produce a lot of smoke, which... A lot of companies, a lot of uh, uh, big companies, will be a, a safety problem. Right. Right. You smoke all over. And uh, the second thing is uh, maybe not on the first year, maybe not on the f- second year, but as soon as you have uh, accumulated this way that goes all to the wall, and some and certain point, it will it will it will be a problem to that you have to stop change, clean all the, the, the wall and that's downtime. And uh, you see how costly it is if you need to s- stop this kind of. Uh, Almost like on a, on a home
0: fireplace where you have like creosote stuff that, that forms, it's burning out of the wood, right? These contaminants that are in woods and things like
1: that. All the time bringing wood with oil and you see all the, the smoking everywhere and your fireplace is gonna be black. <laughs> and build up everywhere. So in, in, in certain time, your your neighbor, you're knock on the door and say, what's going on? Exactly, that, that's the, the big problem.
0: Right, definitely. Uh, you know, let's talk about, I mean, what type of uh, heat treatment uh, requires cleaning? I, I'm assuming, um, you know, we, just as a matter of practice, you should always try to be cleaning parts while you're moving them around. But but what what type of heat treating does require uh, a really good cleaning.
1: Okay, when, when, when we're talking about heat treat, like I explained in the beginning, if you if you change the temperature and basically as the, the temperature range and the timing that you're gonna hold the temperature to change the structure, what kind of uh, heat treats on the market? The hardening that which is the most common on the automotive and uh, aerospace, so that requires a good cleaning. if If you go for a captive, for example, heat treat or even a job shop, I would say, hardening, brazing, nitrating, and carburizing. Those are the the big uh, consumer of uh, heat treat process for for cleaning. That's another ones that like a stress relief, uh, more tamping, all tampering uh, FNC, uh, those, those kind of, uh, heat treat, they, they don't require well, but depends, uh, always depends. What, what is the customer, uh, specification? Uh, let's talk about equipment. So what is a a, a customer? What does
0: a, you know, operation need to know before they go buy a washing machine, uh, for the heat treatment? What, what do they need to know uh, as far as before they go make that big purchase?
1: Okay. I, I would say that's a kind of, uh, standard for everybody Mm -hmm. so but if you if you if you're going to talk with the customer that is uh for example we will start a process what is the most important first is what kind of oil you were talking about give me sds let's see deeply what we need to remove if it's only oil or or or, uh grease or or something more deeper it, it will be it will be uh a chlorinated or sulfonated or it's going to contain something heavier uh so that will will we'll see exactly what kind of cleaner we're, we're trying to pick second is what what is your what's the shape of the part what we're we talking about my fasteners or big big parts you know that what that will be in the chamber that will be in the washer because so, basically, we have to think if the contamination will be polar or non-polar. It means it will be water-soluble or will be more for the oil side. So, we're talking about, first, what is the contamination? Second, what kind of machine we're talking about? For heat treat, I would say a lot of people use a like spray. Aqueous, most like like I said on the beginning, it, most of the market will use aqueous cleaner. So a spray belt machine that will like small parts will be heated, impeded by by the cleaner, and then uh, uh, it goes for for the the heat treat. That's one kind of uh, product. Another one, if you need a, a better cleaning, and go to the aqueous side, and it could require. Uh, ultrasonics oh okay wow. yeah that's 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 another another tool that can be used especially when you have a, a blind holes or areas that is very difficult to to heat with uh, even using a surfactant, a you know good surfactant. so if you go if you go more for the part of this market I also use solvents Mm. And uh, so, more like old hydrocarbon solvents, like uh, pa- isoparaffinic solvents, or or more halogenated, like TCE, trichloroethylene, perchloroethylene, uh, and propyl They use uh, not not that much methylene chloride, but also you know fluorocarbons. And uh, I, I would say nowadays, that is something that is changing. We're talking about modified alcohols. But if, even on the cleaner, so I, I spoke about some aqueous. When we go to the solvent, that's mainly two different degreasers that can be used to clean parts before a heat treat. So we can talk about a open top machine, which you have your solvent in a something, you have a heating, it will create like a mist and the part will be on, on that environment. You have the chillers, the coils on the top that the temperature will be lower and then this solvent will condensate back. So you have this open top machines. So you have the pros and cons. This is one type of machine. Another type of machine, it's more... Uh, uh, updated machine is more modern. We're talking about a vacuum-sealed machine that you can mm-hmm. use certain solvents, mainly, I would say, uh, modify alcohol and mm-hmm. uh, isoparaffinic solvents. Those those will, will bring uh, more a I would say more refined cleaning. i fine with that. Yeah, like there's a lot of options exactly that's that's why very depends what we're talking about so that's a it's a lot of option actually the best thing to do is stop see analyze exactly what is the 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 contaminant what is the part what kind of equipment needed what you know what is the final result that you're expecting and all when you're talking about the cleaner so we we need we need to see timing and what what's the amount of parts that you need to be cleaned in certain amount of time, and that's that's very important though, right?
0: Wow, lot 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 to learn. Like I said, I just thought you just put those in there and you heated them up. I'm telling you, you're making it sound like it's difficult. Not sure it is, <laughs> you know. But but it, like you said, if you don't know it, you should find someone like you that can probably come and help you out. And uh, yeah, But but I
1: w- I would say I would say it, it's difficult but not that difficult. We'll say years ago, 25, 30 years ago, that's the difference now to the market. I think that all the markets they're doing, like, oh, when you talk about surface finishing or, you know, the quality at all, it's different than 50 years ago. Now we don't accept any longer uh, parts, uh, bad parts. Right. I would say 20 years ago, parts that was treated before, you know, parts that, like, the oils use it uh, today. They're more environmental friendly. All the additives, th- so it's more difficult to clean, I would say. And uh, so the lubricants that are used using on the past, they're more simple. And and so on the past, also you can clean openly. It was largely used on the market like trichloroethylene and uh, and perchloroethylene. So those those uh, products they 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 have uh, they they have a limit. They really close to be uh, all the, the limits, all the exposure limits. They're ever all the time it's getting tighter and tighter and tighter, because also especially on this kind of uh, open top machines, you see a lot of uh, uh, the vapor that will escape from the machine. So it was really good to clean, right. Really easy to clean in the past, but nowadays you cannot use. But on the other hand, you have more uh, technology on the furnaces. You have more technology on the machines. You have more technology even on the chemicals. Because today today you see a lot of, uh, for, for example, job shops that they receive parts. That uh, they, they have contamination, polar contamination and non-polar contamination, and they need a chemical that will take over all kind of uh, uh, impurities, even even uh, metallic layers, for for example. Mm-hmm. And then and then today, I I would say machine and and chemicals they're more um, efficient,
0: right. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like you said, it sounds like it's, uh, you know, like you said, especially with having a professional like you that can really wade through all the, they don't sit there and do all the research and really, like you said, looking at the part, looking at what the specs are, all those things. And you could pretty much set them up in a very efficient system that they would get them through uh, uh, to making their own customers happy.
1: Sure, sure. Because even even though cost is another problem nowadays, cost is uh, it's something that Captive shops and job shops always looking for if you see if it's talking about the chemicals, so uh, everybody needs to or looking to extend the 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 life as soon as they can. Mm-hmm. So there's ways to extend life either, even on the on the acres or on the solvent side.
0: Well, like I said, everything you've said making you sure that, you know, kind of what our title of the, of, the, of, the, of, our, of our program also is just how cleaning is important to Heat Tree. So, well, listen, uh, Fernando, I want to thank you for that. People can, if they don't see you at a trade show soon or coming up, they can go to your website, HubbardHall.com, because you all have lots of information on there. And they should definitely reach out to you and uh, have a discussion about that. I, I know you definitely will, will be able to help them.
1: Yeah, we're, we're here. We're here, team. Uh, everybody know how to reach Hubbard Hall. Any any other um, people, technical people from Hubbard Hall, were open to discuss all those challenges. And uh, if I make uh, a comment, if if you want to do something, do do for do on the first time, on the right time, I'd say does not <laughs> cut the edges and uh, try to do as sh- as cheaper as you can on the beginning, and then try to scale up and getting better to to the to the years or to the uh, production, it's way better. You do the best thing. You choose the best chemical, the best equipment, and the best uh, uh, process on the first time. It will pay off. Right. Yeah. Definitely. It's uh, it's
0: it's good advice. And again, uh, Fernando, I, I very much appreciate you joining us today and talking about that. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, a Have a good one. Seen and Solved is brought to you by Hubbard Hall. Better results, less chemistry. For more podcasts, go to hubbardhall.com or wherever you get your podcasts.